This is Banging on the Drum. That's weird. Who knows? Who knows? We don't have our countdown anymore. We don't have our live audience. <laughs> Welcome to episode 36 of Banging on the Drum, the episode that we already did one time, and now we get to do it over again. And I, honestly, other than our technical issues, I thought that was like one of our best ones that we've done. But the technical issues were just like a little too much, um, the sound quality and shit. But in our quest to improve our show, we kind of, I don't know, hit a hiccup. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was much of a setback, but anyways, we're re-recording an episode we already recorded on Monday. And we might not have our special guest. We'll see if he pops in. That being said, I will start off our unders and that's my under is uh we recorded the show we thought we had a brand new technology that was going to take us to the next level and at least i did i was very sold like i was like this is so much better basically the same exact like cost as what we're using right now and then the technology we use i don't know if we just all need to have like better internet or if it's just like the technology is glitchy because if the, the site we use, I guess we won't call them out yet because maybe we'll end up using them, but if they improve what they have and we can get it in there smoother, I think that would be the one that I like, but whatever, we're, we're going to keep looking for stuff to try to improve. Um, and then my over is we get to record twice this week. So I get to see Riley and Mike <laughs> twice and I'll use one of my other order overs from last week. So I was getting back in it, back at the gym, was running faster than I've ran in a long time, threw up in my mouth and just kept going, but I'm the only one to talk so far. So We'll toss it to Riley quick. What do you what do you got for us? Um, yeah, so this weekend it's our family's family reunion, me and Pat's. And I think we're both missing it. So that's a pretty big under. Have to miss the chicken poop game and volleyball tournament and hay rides. I'll miss it. But, yeah, no. And then uh no, that family reunion, I think lots of people are like, oh, family reunions. Or maybe maybe that's just when you're a kid, you don't like family reunions. But this family reunion that Riley's talking about has always been like such a good time. Uh, it, we're from a family. So our grandma was a child of, I want to say 18. I could be getting this wrong. And basically all 18 of those kids not all of the 18, I, I, a majority of those 18 kids had decent sized families. And then those decent sized families had decent. So like, we don't even know, like we'll show up to our family reunion and I'll say, I know maybe 30% of the people there. So like 70% of the family, I don't know. Yeah. And it does like, we have like volleyball tournaments with 
18 teams, not 18, but like 16 teams and golf outing, stuff like that. But, but yeah, the, there's probably like 200 to 300 people. Like it's a big group of people. I think yeah. I could be misremembering it, but it feels like that. Yeah. And yeah, the golf team, our family rolled out this year. Absolutely. Absolutely brutal one. So um, we'll see how that goes. They'll they'll have fun. They'll be the funnest team on the court or on the tell on the course. Um, my over, pretty boring over for uh, you older people, but I'm a pretty big or pretty good Call of Duty player on my phone. Uh, top one point eight percent worldwide in score. It means nothing to a lot of people, but it's pretty cool. Ooh. But yeah. I think that is freaking incredible riley good work good Thank work you, on your man. call of duty mobile but like i maybe said my I username should be like our podcast name and maybe get some listeners that way there we go and then we would just have to so this is a question i just thought of i didn't think of it when you talked about it last time right but so there's like 31 million active users are you in the 2% of all users and are only like, is the 31 million like the 2%? I, I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know if they're counting active, but like on the score thing, you just go to like worldwide score and it gives you what number and what percent you are. So, so it'd really be like in the bottom 98 per, or bottom like 10% of, but everybody's inactive. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm going to take that it's active users and you're dominating. Hopefully. It feels like I'm a dominating force on those streets uh, in Call of Duty. Good, good. Uh, But like I said, I think you should focus your energy on a cooler game. And I think you should try to get to the top 1% of the Pokemon Go world. I think that would be pretty sweet if you had like all of the Pokemon and then not only that, but like just talk to people about that constantly. Like when you when you meet up with people, show them how many Pokemon are in your Pokedex. I have a car in my apartment parking lot that says, "Sorry, I'm too busy co- catching Pokemon," and it's like a Pokemon bumper sticker. I gotta send it to you guys, but it's pretty hilarious. I respect that person. I remember when Pokemon Go first came out. I was doing some like big exercise up at both field and they literally had to send out an email to the air force that (laughs) if there's a pokemon on the flight line you cannot go catch the pokemon on the flight line so like people were just like ignoring like like planes landing to go catch a a pokemon even though i don't think it was quite that drastic but still like people's jobs is to keep people from getting to these planes and like random people would just walk out on the try to walk out on the flight line and they would have to get like what do you call that not apprehended or whatever get stopped and yeah yeah so then they sent out a big email that said like yes you will get fucked up if you try to go even if you're just trying to catch pikachu out on the runway i yeah, think so, the game i'm going to get dominant at is the new NCAA football game coming out next year Ooh, I think that's what good. my eyes are set on. Sorry, Mike, I cut you off. 
No, no, you're all good. Uh, I remember the Pokemon Go thing too. And basically every soldier I worked with was like, oh yeah, I almost ran off the road because I was trying to catch one of the Pokemon as I was riding up to work. I was like, how is it possible that like adults have to catch these things? I, I couldn't like, I couldn't get it through my brain a good job like rolling that thing out because they were like oh it's like so people get more exercise like they sold it like it was like some sort of exercise app and i remember megan my sister had it when we were at a brewer game and everybody at the brewer game was trying to catch this pokemon and we caught it and i don't think many other people caught it and it was pretty exciting i'll give it that i was pretty jacked up for a second i never had it downloaded personally but i caught that sucker yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get through the Pokemon Go stuff. Couldn't deal with it. Yeah. You got something up there, Riley? We cut you off. No, no. Go ahead, Mike, on your overs and unders, unless anybody else has something. So, drank coffee at at four o'clock in the afternoon, and I drank like a lot of coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon, like probably half of my pot because I forgot it at home or something like that. And then I ended up going to bed. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I didn't even feel that tired, but I knew that I should probably go to bed. Right. Go to bed. And I lay there for two hours, like literally trying to sleep. And I have a couple tricks that I use to try to get to sleep. So one of the tricks that I use to get to sleep is to just don't move at all, right? So you lay perfectly still, eyes closed, perfectly still for minimum of 20 minutes, which is very, very difficult to do, right? So you get like... It's like a meditative state. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So um, I try this. And I probably did that at least four times. I had to get up and pee once, um, did it again, and then I had to get up and pee again. Like I had to pee twice in the time that it took me to fall asleep. Just too much. Yeah, no, that's always brutal. Like, especially if you have something to do the next day too. I mean, if it's just your normal day, like same old, same old shit, like you can roll into it just fine. But I always find that happens to me before something new is coming up. So, like, maybe it's the excitement about that, but it doesn't sound like that was the case for you. You just drink coffee too late. That's <laughs> and staring at the clock all night. Sorry. Uh, usually that doesn't affect me too bad. Um, I definitely drink in soda, like, probably like an hour, half hour, 15 minutes, 10 minutes one minute before I like lay down to go to sleep. You shotgun a couple sun drops and get right to bed. But I do like that your uh, method of falling asleep is just like everybody, you, you act like it's like a method of falling asleep, but it's just like go to sleep. Like it's like what everybody does to go to sleep. You're like I lay in my bed, I put a pillow under my head. <laughs> and then I just lay there and try to fall asleep. Yeah. I don't know where Mike is. I feel, do you guys, 
Do you guys sleep with like the TV on? Or is that just I a, sleep no like I sleep young... I sleep with something on. We have... we do. I'm pretty sure I said it, but we do raindrops. So it just sounds like it's raining. It's it's perfect. See, that is good. But even that, like I like to have like light conversation or like a TV show that mm. I've seen before on just because if I don't like I'll just start thinking of like random things like the stupidest shit I can't even think of like what I think of because I was I'm like I wish I could remember the next day like what I was thinking of that's like keeping me up so I will put like 30 rock on the office on but game changer is I didn't do this until my wife taught me it was to put the timer on the TV. So I fall asleep because sometimes if you leave something on the TV, like you'll get to like when it replays the, the intro or something that's louder, that shit needs to change. They need to fucking standardize volume on TV. That blows my mind how shitty that is. All right. So my shit got kind of fucked up there. So you're saying that that like that's what everybody does, right? That's what you were getting at. Yeah. Um, I don't think that everybody like actively tries not to move. Yeah, I mean it's like a more drastic version of like what everyone does, but but I was saying you you get into bed, you like tuck yourself in, you put a pillow under your head, <laughs> then you yeah, so I but I like try really hard not to move, right? So if I get like a scratch on my like nose or something, I won't touch it, or on my balls, right? So like nothing, like you can't can't deal with it. Twenty minutes, you gotta. If you don't fall asleep in those twenty minutes, you should get up and do something. I think. Have you tried like meditation, like actual meditation, like focusing on your breathing, so you don't think about? Like, that's one thing I like about meditation is like, just say you count your breaths instead of think. I think that would help me fall asleep if I couldn't use a TV. Um, but there's usually not too many situations that I can't find, like put on a podcast or like do something. Um, so I've done some meditation stuff, mostly the way I do meditation, which isn't good. Right. So my meditation isn't good. Like, I can make it like, three minutes. And then I'm like, all right, I got to do something else. Um, but I just like everything that I think about, um, I put into a bubble and then I try to move it away. And like, that might be a, like a weird thing to say here, but like it kind of works that you capture what you're thinking about in your brain and then move it out of your thinking. No, I get that because I had a long stint. I want to get like back into it. I kind of, that's my, those are like New Year's things that I didn't say. Um, We need to revisit those. I guess we're in the middle of the month, but we're kind of crushing it other than one. Um, But but, like I would have guided meditations and they would tell you to do exactly what you said. It's like, try not to think of anything, but if you think of anything, like, you know, capture it and then push it away, which if you're not meditating, it doesn't make any sense. But like, if you are meditating, it does make sense because you're like, okay, why does this thought come to me? 
And you try to think of why that thought came to you and then push it away. I don't know. And then get back to focusing on your breathing. Whatever. We'll, we'll have a meditation episode soon. Om. Om. Nam ne renge q. Nam ne renge q. Nam that, ne renge q. That's new to me, but <laughs> that's um, that's Buddhism or some some form of Buddhism. All right. Uh, so that was my under that I just basically stayed up too late and then had been kind of dragging all week. Um, and then I do it the next day and the next day and the next day. It's a pattern for me. Sometimes it's not, but then I had to go to bed at like nine o'clock the other day. So. so I think what you should start doing is crushing, crushing more beers. If you can't go to sleep, you got to go, you got to go drink two beers for every 20 minutes and, then, and you'll just pass out. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that the podcast night, the reason I could fall asleep relatively early because I did have about the same amount of coffee that day at like four or five o'clock was because I was drinking a shitload. I shouldn't say a shitload. I had four or five. Yeah. You drink a few. Yeah. Take the yeah. edge off. Yeah. All right. So you're under, you drank too much coffee too late. Let's, let's hear what these overs are. Just so my over, oh. uh, over is I hit 5,000 followers on the old Twitter. Pretty pumped about that. Um, I didn't think, I, like, I don't feel like I should be as pumped as I am about it. Like, pretty happy about it. I feel like it should just be a, a thing that's normal or something that I shouldn't be proud of being able to do, right? Because I just ask for it. And then people are like, yeah, I'll follow him just because he's asking. They don't do anything good for me. They don't like vote on our polls, nothing like that. But I have. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, they don't share your shit. You don't get like way too many likes or anything. Nope. But yeah, I don't know. Like I've said way too many times on this, I don't get that sp- of Twitter is the people who just want followers to have followers. I get why you do it. Cause I think it, even though I don't think it's the whole reason you do it, I think you kind of fall into that crowd, but yeah. like to share, to share our stuff better. But, but yeah, 5,000 rats just following Mike, like uh pipe Piper or who, who'd you say? I said yeah, Willard. I, Willard. I don't think Willard is about rats. But I'm not, I can't remember for sure. Um, but the Pied Piper is like a story about the guy comes and plays the flute and all the kids follow him someplace and he probably murders him or something. Oh, yeah, that is one of those ones that's yeah. like you don't realize like it's actually pretty messed up. And then they're all fucking messed up, like ring around the rosies, like yeah, uh, that's- fucking uh, the Black Plague and shit like that. Like in even in Little Red Riding Hood, the wolf consumes the grandma, right? Like eats the grandma. That's fucked up. Yeah, no, there is a movie. So it came out in 2003. It's called Willard. Oh, and the guy like has no friends besides rats. It's the bad guy from uh, Charlie's Angels. The the, (laughs) the creepy one. 
But yeah, he had a bunch of rats. He uses the rats to go kill people. But your rats don't even go kill people for you. They won't do shit. They're not rats. <laughs> Fucking rats are at least kind of useful. Uh, in um, the Iceman book, the Richard Kuklinski, Kuklinski, I think, book, um, he used rats to dispose of bodies. So he would uh, take them into this cave that he used to hunt near and leave dead bodies in there. The rats would eat those bat bodies, bones and all up, so he'd never get caught. See, I thought, like, the only animal that ate bones was pigs. I thought there was something about, I think that's in, like, one of the Silence of the Lambs or whatever that trilogy is. They use pigs to eat people because they'll eat the bones. But that, yeah, that uh, the Iceman one, though, that's, like, a true story, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy... Um, that guy was kind of messed up. He was a crazy person. I vaguely remember when you were like reading that. Cause didn't he just like pull up to like a stop sign one time and like shoot a guy with a shotgun and then drive, then just keep driving. Yeah, probably. Um, so like they rot somebody. There was something that happened that there was a bunch of like, they got a bunch of money. Right. And he just poisoned them all with uh shit. I can't think he said, I, I remember it smells like almonds, but like, just like this random poison, he's like, nobody knew what it was in the seventies. I poisoned it, put it on all their burgers. I went and got the burgers, put it on everybody's burger, killed everybody. In the room. Like, yeah, and, like did not give a fuck. Uh, cyanide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And just like, like eight people dead. Yeah, and so he got yeah. he got the name the Iceman Killer because um, he would freeze bodies so you didn't know when he killed them. Oh, okay. But he got that idea from another guy who was planning to poison the entire uh, New York's uh, city water system. Dang, like real live supervillains. Yeah, right. that dude, the one who was going to kill everybody. That's a supervillain. All right, let's roll to your overs. Oh, wait, no, you did. You hit 5,000 followers. followers. Um, so the oh. Battle for Wisconsin game, uh, I got to work on the field. I got to work with the basketball team. It was super fun, super cool to do. I was really, like, it makes me rethink everything that I was kind of like, ah, that'd be kind of dumb. Like the Packers softball game, I was like, you know, it's a cool concept, and I maybe watch it on TV, but I wouldn't go or like the match. I wouldn't go to it, but I'd watch it on TV. Maybe I would go to all that stuff. I think that you get a different like perspective of what the athletes are and just really a cool event. Especially with how close you got to be like working with them. Cause you said you were like making sure they batted in the right order. Yeah. Watching, watching Butch get a bunch of beers and chug them. Yeah, so um, I had to make sure that they were do they were in their spots, like when they get announced, making sure everybody's going to bat at the right time. They, and they were pretty good. Like all the guys were kind of on top of when they were supposed to hit, but I didn't trust them to be on top of when, like when they were hitting. So I'd tell them all the time. Uh, you were that guy. Oh, for sure. And I was told <laughs> to kind of be that guy. 
right? To be the guy that's like, hey, you're up next. Let's go make sure you're on in the on-deck circle. Uh, Brian Butch definitely gave me a hard time about being that guy. <laughs> he kept telling me, like, I'm on my own time. But he was he was always ready to go. He was doing his – he had it. He was doing the right thing, so. And I'm going to steal Riley's questions from last time. So who, who was the best player and who was the worst player? So Taylor Melhoff or um, Alec Ingold were the best players, both football players. I think they were the, like, really elite elite players that were out there. Um, what Malhoff, position? What positions Malhoff, were they? Melhoff played uh, shortstop. Ingold played first base. Melhoff hit at least – so they did a home run derby before it, and he probably hit five of them out of the entire park. Not like over the fence or over the baseball fence, but completely out of the park. That was uh, the Ma- Mallards Park, right? Yep. Madison yeah, actually- Mallard played at the Madison Mallards Park. Um Ingold, very good hitter too. I think I want to say he hit like three home runs out of four times he was up. And Mel Hoff hit three home runs as well. Uh, so the basketball team had the university of Wisconsin softball pitcher on their, on their roster. And so she like started like actually pitching to Melhoff in his fourth at bat. So he only got a single. Okay. So she did the little wind up with the sassy hips and let it rip. It, It wasn't like super like that, but she threw it fast enough that he, it was way, way hard to hit, right? So, was the catcher prepared for it? I could imagine that that could have been brutal if he like no, ball so tips that. They treated it like a, um, like a high pitch game, in some extent. So, like it was just like we want you to hit home runs. We're gonna just lob it in there, uh, BP type stuff, probably like under ten feet arc, right? Yeah. I I would guess that it wasn't even eight. Like oh. very rarely above her head. And so um they just used an L screen for her to stand behind. And then they used another like stop for the backstop. So the catcher just could catch like a pop-up that would go behind the plate. Oh, okay. So they, they watered that down pretty good. But yeah, like you said, a lot of those guys are still pro athletes in some aspects and countries where where was decker playing uh decker i last i knew he plays in turf well no i know that but where was he on the soft yeah so he played shortstop um really good shortstop for a guy who's like six eight or whatever he is um could like had pretty good range i think he probably had maybe like one error in the game just because he was rushing his throw. Right. Yeah. So he, he scoops one up and he like throws it right at the bench instead of at first base, but it yeah. wasn't because he couldn't get to where he needed to be. And I feel like those are the errors that are going to happen. If you're not playing softball every day, like I feel yeah. like our old softball, if, if you counted the errors, I would say like 70% of them were probably throwing errors. Yeah, and it's mostly because you're rushing, right? You're trying to go faster 
than you actually need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So as far as the uh, basketball team goes, uh, Decker was a pretty good athlete, like pretty good softball player. Uh, Jordan Davis was good, um, made a couple of really good catches uh, or made one really good catch. And then he like dove for another one, which like, I was like, you need to like, not do this because you actually have to try to play next season. And he's like, so I watched him do that. And I'm talking to um, Mike Wilkinson and I'm like, he knows he's like, got to pick up a basketball next season. And that's kind of his thing. Right. And Wilkinson's like, yeah, no kidding. And so when he came back in, I was like, you got to be careful, man. Like, he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, I guess. But I think that that's due to like a competitiveness, right. That you can't just shut it off. I'm pretty sure the Davis, the Davises played multiple sports at cross. Oh yeah. Um, Last question, and we'll move on here. Did Jordan Taylor show up? Yeah, Jordan Taylor was there. Um, he seems he, like he would have been built for to be able to play baseball as well. Uh, he was he was okay. Nothing that like showed up. He's smaller than he was in college, I think, though. Yeah, he was like stacked in college. Yeah. Um, definitely heard um, somebody like kind of like joking about him, saying like. Oh, I didn't think he could even like pick his nose in college or something like that because because <laughs> he was too big, right? Um, he he was in the home run derby. He did okay, but I can't remember exactly what he did, right? So he was a pretty good hitter, good athlete. Yeah, I, I'm trying to look up what where he's playing now because I assume he's, he's so he's playing. playing in Japan. Okay. Nice, nice. All right, let's move on. Spicy meatballs. I think Mike is the only one with uh, any kind of spicy meatball. So this this has been kind of brutal, uh, redoing the episode and rehashing all the things because we're like, what came up last time? It's funny because yeah. it's like lots of shit's not generic. Right, and I can't remember exactly what my spicy meatball was. Our spicy meatball stunk. So Mike's was basketball should start their season on Christmas. Yeah. I'll give it, I'll give us the breakdown of what happened. So Mike says that, and we all say, okay, we don't really care if, if that happens or not. Like it's, you know, it's not a bad idea and it's not a good idea, but if you want to elaborate more on it, Mike, sorry, I kind of stole your, no, 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 that's all good. Um, I just think that we need something to bridge the gap between basketball or uh, between the end of hockey and football, right? So, called baseball. No, baseball doesn't do it, especially this time of year. So, the beginning (laughs) of baseball season is good and the end of baseball season is good. This part of the baseball season is dog shit. Yeah, I've been digging into it. I've been enjoying it, but it's, I haven't done this in quite some time. Like, enjoy baseball as much as I have been. Like, I'll just put like random games and stuff on. So, 
So I'm getting a little taste of everything. But that being said, I don't think I caught the Brewers last game. So, yeah, because, yeah, it was whatever one was at, like, noon. But, but anyways, let's keep rolling. We'll, we'll make this one a little bit quicker. Mine was I think that uh, people not using their blinkers should be fined 10 times more than people who get seatbelt fines. Yeah, so for me, I'm on I'm on board with that. Uh, I think seatbelt fines are bullshit, right? So I don't think you should ever get fined for a seatbelt. I think that's a personal safety uh, situation. So I'll bring it back to the real like core of why I hate the seatbelt law, and that's because in the state of Wisconsin, if you're on a motorcycle, you're not required to wear a helmet, but in a car. I am required to wear a seatbelt. Fuck you. So, sorry. Anyway. Far-jar. Yeah, far jar. Anyway, that doesn't make any sense inside my brain. And then I want to like just push back on those hearts again. So Mike doesn't wear a seatbelt. He doesn't even let his kids wear a seatbelt no, in the car. Fuck them, guys. <laughs> no seatbelts. Take them off. God damn it. Mike's. Mike's five-year-old riding shotgun up there with his head out the window like a dog. Uh, so he actually likes to ride on the console, right, in the middle part. <laughs> yep. And then, like, poke me as I'm driving. Just like my dog. But, yeah, I can't remember. I think I was scrambling for a spicy meatball, and then I was out on a run, and I had to stop on my run. And... If the guy would have just used his blinker, I wouldn't have had to stop. But now that's not making sense in my head. Yeah. No. Yeah. I had to like stop abruptly because he turned without a blinker. Scared the shit out of me. And this is the part of the show where we kicked it to Mark and we had our best, uh, best intro of a guest ever. But instead of doing that, we are just going to summarize what happened so who wants to be mark riley do you want to be mark i you know i'm gonna pass that along to someone that knows the game better so can you is there any way you can pull mark's audio in and just do it yeah maybe we'll maybe we'll try to do the interview but on the last recording like yours especially Mike was like a minute behind like you'd answer like a question I can't remember if you were a minute ahead or a minute behind it was just weird stuff okay you'd be saying something yeah I think yours was fast because you'd like already have answered this something and then like then the question would come afterwards and there with the editing software we use it doesn't really let me like pull it back but Okay. Whatever. I I think the the app we were using, if you could put it into some sort of other editing software, I could have like cut a minute off, like for you to be on time, but ours just doesn't have that capability. Okay. But we'll we'll try to throw marks in there, but for now we'll just bullshit it. So Mike is gonna be Mark because Riley's not good on his toes. All right, now welcoming back to the show, super taster, fast food expert, and our appointed golf major guy, 
Mark. And hey, we what's had, that? <laughs> then we had a Riverside tune. We were dancing. All right. How you doing, Mark? <laughs> doing great. How are you guys doing today? We're doing real, real well, real well. So we're going to roll right through this. We're going to get through this way quicker than we did the first time. So we're going to start out with your quiz, Mark. So we're just going to do the dumb questions. We're not going to do the golf questions. So, Mark, what is a number seven at Taco Bell? That would be the quesadilla meal. Ta-ding! One for one. What is a number two at McDonald's at 10.30 a.m.? It's the two cheeseburger meal. Best deal on the menu. Uh, wrong. And Mark, you had already heard these questions. They changed it to the quarter pounder meal and you can get a sausage egg McMuffin too, because we're assuming we went to a good McDonald's where they were like, okay, we're changing over. We still got the technology to both. So, so wrong. So one for two. Um, all right, Mark, final dumb question. What is Walker Texas Rangers' first name? Oh man, I know that you guys have been watching. I can't remember. Uh, what does it start with? A C. I can't think of it. Charles. Er, Cordell, and that's going to be the name of my first kid. <laughs> yeah, that's a good move. No, either oh. way, I think you can go either way. You're, you're supposed to say that people are going to be real confused when Cordell Jerome shows up to a place. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Cordell Jerome is going to not be expected to be what he is. Nice. All right. Especially if it's with uh, the lady you have now. Right? Yep. 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 Yeah. You could change that, I suppose. I, I guess we could. Um, <laughs> hopefully, we'll just be confusing people. All right. So coming into the open championship, or as Mike would say, the British open, uh, who, who do you got winning this thing this weekend? Oh man. I can't remember. He had Matt Zalatoris or something winning it, I think, but he likes, I like, sorry. I have Matt Zalatoris. Zalatoris. I think that's who it is. It's Will Zalatoris. Yeah. Same difference. Matt, Will. Whoever it is, that's the guy who's winning. No, I also like anybody that is from the European islands, right? So England or not European islands, the uh, UK islands, England, Scotland, or Ireland. All those guys playing types, these types of courses, links courses. That's what we're looking for. And the reason they're called links courses is because we have. Greens that link two holes to the same to the same green, right? So one green will play for two holes. Um, the, See, I might have been drunk when he was explaining that. I didn't get that. That's why it was called a links course. So the course also goes one <laughs> through nine. It goes all the way out one through nine, and then from ten through eighteen comes back in like the same spot, right? So it's more like a line. Where American courses, um, 
drum courses, I'm going to call them because it's banging on the drum and there's no real name for them. So I'm going to name it right now. So drum courses are more, you just set up your tee box next to the last green. You move on from there. This is, you go out and then you come back. Okay. Good, good explanation there. I, I will say, true or not. I will say that uh, Mark did not say Will Zalatoris. I want to say he was, he was a speed guy this week. No, that was Craig. Um, it wasn't Will Zalatoris. Though. Was it Rory? No, I think he didn't take Rory. Yeah, he had Cameron. Yeah, he picked Cameron Smith with his first one. So, and that, and Cam Smith's sitting pretty good. So, we will say that Mark said the Camerons were going to have a, a good weekend. So, he, he liked Cameron Young a lot. He liked Cameron Smith a lot. And he liked Rory a lot. So, he did have like 12 guys that he listed off in the, like, who he liked too. Yeah. And Xander Shoffley. Shoffley. All right. And what club, Mark, should you hit in a lightning storm? Uh, I don't know. You always hit uh, your seven iron. Your seven nope. iron is always your best. Nope. Your two iron because God can't even hit a two iron. All right, we are going to break down the draft that we did in less than a minute. So I'm going to see how fast I can do this. So Mike's guys, Rory, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, Shane Lowry, Tiger Woods, Robert uh, McIntyre. Pat had John Rahm, Will Zalatoris, Tommy Fleetwood, Louis Stoyson, and Joaquin Neiman. Riley had Hideki Matsuyama, Xander Schauffele, Justin Bros, Sungjae Im, Christian Bazundin Hoot. Um, and then Mark had Cam Smith, Victor Hovland, Terrell, <laughs> uh, I think it's Tyrell Hatton. Terrell Hatton, Tyrell Hatton, Jordan Spieth, and, and Seamus Power. Uh, and just looking at where we're sitting now, I think I'll do a little update right after we read. Um, Right after we're done recording this and just update, but Mark is farting crushing it right now. So he did he did not disappoint like he did last time. So that was our interview with uh Mark. Thanks for coming on, Mark. You've been a, a great guest. Thanks for having me. I love coming on. I'll do it anytime. <laughs> nice. All right. We will now cut to the rest of our show. All right, Riley, we got. Dribbling in our shorts with Riley. Do you got your stuff ready that you already had ready? Yeah. Let me scroll down quickly. Yeah. So, again, not much happening. It's summer league. Not too much to get out of it. Only 25% of the players actually go on to an actual NBA roster in the regular season. So, I mean, it's already – it's not the best competition, but here's some players from the Bucks that have stood out. Uh, Marjan, of course, has been just an all-around good player, good shooter. Um, Sandru Mamukalavishvi, <laughs> last year's, uh, I think, first-round pick, end of the first round. He's been playing really well. 
Um, Rajon Tucker has been playing well around good player. Same with uh, Lindell uh, Wigington and Luca Vildoza. And both those players have played with the Bucks before. So it looks like, like those guys will, will be on two or like two way contracts next year. I like how you say Sorry, Luca Vildoza is so confused. Like, I'm pretty sure that's the only way you can pronounce I know. That. I, I'm, I'm sitting back a little, so I, I didn't know if. I, I it looked weird on my phone, so I had a I had a scoot forward reading. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's Sandro Mamu had some sick dunks. The the he, yeah, he's he's just playing better overall. Uh, he's starting to become just an overall beast, like all around good defense or decent de- decent defensively, but a really good on the boards and just a beast offensively so far. Nice. So, nice. Um, and then a couple either Badgers or Marquette players that are playing decent enough to note. Obviously, Johnny Davis has been starting for the Wizards, but he's been he's been a little slow coming off uh, the first few games. I don't know his stats um, off the top of my head, but he's had a slow start. But we'll see how that um, pans out into the season. Um, Aleem Ford. Uh, he's also played for the Badgers. He's played in a couple NBA games already last year. He's been playing well for the Magic, and he's already signed a two-way contract, uh, I believe, for the upcoming season. And then Marquette's Justin Lewis signed a two-way contract with the Bulls for the upcoming season. He's been also a beast in summer league so far. So yeah. about it. Pretty slow, yeah. but... I feel like Justin Lewis is going to be a decent player, but I don't know what it is about Marquette guys where they seem to strive in the, in the NBA more than, more than our Wisconsin boys for the most part. But just watching Justin Lewis last year, I was like, I think he's going to be one of the next good Marquette players that's in the league that, that will hang around for a while. All right. Thank you for your breakdown right there. So I will go to Brewers News. And my information right now is two games old. Um, So Brewers are, let me do the math on the fly, 49 and 40. Um, At this time, they had a two-game lead. Uh, We will assume that they still have a two-game lead. They are four and six in their last 10 games. Uh, we've only had five games since the last episode and we won three and lost four, uh, or no, we won. Wow. So we lost, we lost three shit. My math on my fly isn't doing good. Anyways, we add a loss. So, oh, Mike, you're in here now. Um, but anyways. Not the greatest against the Pirates. So we lost two or three to the Pirates, and then we split with the Twins. Uh, Starting pitchers pitched pretty well. Our bullpen's been having some issues. This last game against the Twins, though, uh, or not last game, but the game we won against the Twins, Alexander goes four innings, gives up two runs, and then our bullpen, for the most part, locks it down. Foxberger ended up giving up one in the seventh. But then Williams and Hayter came in, and they did all right. Um, 
Vogelback crushed us in the Pirates series. So it was kind of sad seeing our big boy turn on us. Um, long story short, bullpen seems like it needs to get a little bit better and we need to hit the ball a little bit better because the pitching staff or the starting pitching staff at least has been been doing pretty all right. But that will be our quick Brewers breakdown right there, and we will kick it over to driving fast and turning left with Mike. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. finished 11th at the uh, Atlanta at Atlanta, collecting 26 points. Uh, mm-hmm. He currently sits in 15th with 566 points, but I think we're going to need to win a race in order for him to get into the chase for the cup. Um, if he wins, we're almost for sure in. It's going to jump a bunch of racers, but because he doesn't have a win yet this year, he could get pushed out if we don't if we don't get a win. Um, there are six or seven races left, something like that, before the chase for the cup. Yeah, it definitely does seem like. Because we either need people who have already won to keep winning, yeah, and he'll be fine. But he's got 566 points, which I think if it was points alone, he'd be sitting in like sixth, seventh, or eighth place. But those wins are so important because anybody with a win jumps him. So, so we can't have anybody that's we can't have two people that are 16th or or 17th or 18th. So. Yeah, basically, we can't have two guys win that don't have a win yet. Because yep. if that happens, we're gone. Basically, we got the best race car driver that can't win a race. Yeah. Uh, so Omar tweeted at me that I needed to turn the race on. The race must have been very, very good last weekend. But yeah, that wasn't happening. I was busy. Yeah. Tough, tough to get into. All right, yep. we'll go to grunting with Pat. Uh, Djokovic wins the uh, wins Wimbledon against uh, Nick Kyrgios. So now I do it, Riley. Um, <laughs> one of Australia's finest. That that Nick guy. He seems like a pretty cool dude. He's like very animated, talking shit about a lady in the stands that uh, drank seven hundred beers. But anyways. Quite the bitcher, but I kind of hope that guy remains good because he seems like he'll be pretty entertaining if he's if he's one of the top dogs. I think I looked it up. He's like twenty seven. Yeah, he's been a decent decent enough player for a couple of years. I've recognized him. Yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that like I think if he trains and like puts it all together, he's like a top ten guy, but. If you look at him in the world rankings right now, it's it's not the case. But from grunting with Pat, we will do our Walker Texas Ranger breakdown. And what I think I'm going to do, we get we get our second crack at this. I am just going to skim through the notes that I have. So set up the whole episode. Now I'll let you guys come back and interject into things. But also feel free to interject. Uh, when you feel fit. So this episode starts out in Japan. Um, there's two shady dudes trying to make a deal. Turns out these guys were senators. 
uh, or one was a senator and one was a senator's right-hand man. Anyway, shit goes sideways. Uh, these guys end up having to kill the guy that they do the deal with. Uh, the senator, it, as it turns out, did not want him killed. But anyways, they killed him. And it turned out that that might be the wrong guy to kill. Uh, um, next scene, we cut back to Dallas, Texas. The, the captain tells Cordell and Jimmy, excuse me, Cordell and Jimmy, that he needs to protect this congressman who was the shady bastard doing shit in uh, Japan. They go to see these. Uncle Ray is working at the bar. And one of Cordell's old friends, Yoshi, was at the bar. And so Ray and Cordell talk about it. And he was like, I hope Yoshi's on the up and up. Because apparently when Cordell was a Marine, Yoshi saved his life. But Yoshi was a part of the Yakuza. So... Which we found out was. I think Japanese it's pronounced bar. Yakuza. Yakuza. Ah, the okay. Yakuza. The I think I could be so wrong, but I think that's how it is pronounced. Yeah. So, so basically, this senator and his partner uh, pissed off the Yakuza. The partner guy was a little bitch. The Yakuza chopped him up, um, threw him somewhere. That wasn't too hard to find, but. Apparently he was chopped up so good. It was pretty hard to recognize. So um, uh, when Jimmy gets there to Jimmy and Cordell get there to protect the congressman, congressman's an asshole. His wife is Japanese, um, which was relevant because that's how they were smuggling stuff. Uh, but yeah, good episode. Walker goes to karate school. Yeah, I don't know the best way to do this, but you guys interject some things. Let's let's roll into this. So for me, I have a few things that I'm like disappointed in from like a show perspective, I think. The hired gun, him being a line snitch. So one, he lied about who shot uh, the Yakuza guy, right? The old man, yeah. Yep, he lied about that. And then he fucking snitched on his buddy. He could have just said it was me. He he has to know he's already dead, right? I he didn't he didn't though. He was a bitch. He was gonna beg for his life till the very end. I, I think know you're dead. If you're I, sitting in a chair, fucking cuffed up with like nine guys around, you know you're fucking dead. I'm curious, like, where you get the uh, manhood to, like, just accept your death. Um, I remember, like, a, a scene in Breaking Bad where, uh, I don't know if you guys watched Breaking Bad, but one of the main characters, like, knows he's dead. And uh, the actual main character, I can't remember his name, was, like, just begging. Yeah, Walter was begging for Hank's life. And and Hank was like, how didn't you know I was going to be dead this whole time? And then it popped. But I don't think I have that in me where I would ever accept the fact that I'm going to get chopped up. Like, I, I'd be like, I think I could wheel and deal. Like, like, 
Like, tell me, tell me, uh, or I'll tell you what you want to hear. But. So I've thought about this a little bit and like, I think that your attitude is what gets people actually taken captive, right? So somebody's pointing a gun at your face and says like, uh, whatever, you're coming with me. That's how people actually get taken captive is they're like, I'm going to go with them and I'm going to figure out how to get out of this fucking shit. And there's no way you ever get out. Some people do. We've heard of, I mean, there's definitely stories that people get scooped up and then they get, they get out at some point, but I think that's way rarer. than. So you're saying if someone pulls a gun on you, you just tell them to fucking shoot, quit being yeah. a little bitch and shoot. Um, so that depends on what they're trying to do. If they're trying to take your like wallet, give them your fucking wallet. But it, like, if they're trying to take you someplace, fucking just fight them. Just fucking go after them. I like it. You just, you just turn that switch in my body. That's what I'm going to do now if I get put in that situation. I mean, so if you're getting taken someplace, you're probably getting like tortured and you think, oh, I can figure my way out of this. Like I'm smarter than this person. In general, I think most people, yeah, their intelligence levels are about the same. There's a few people that their intelligence levels are <laughs> not the same, right? But for the most part, I think we're all pretty close. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that guy was a bitch. Um, probably should have knew he was dead. I don't think it really showed how he got captured. He was just tied up in a chair in the scene. Yep. So, so we yep. don't know if he went down swinging. I doubt it, though. I think he just probably got caught. All right. And so this, the other stuff I got is more about like the actual show fucking things up. Right. So Walker uses more like a 1911 firearm. And I think, I think that's a little like sketchy. He should be using like a Colt 45, a revolver style cowboy gun. Right. Longer barrel, not like a snub nose, like 38 special type thing, but like a, like a cowboy gun, like the ones you see in the old west. That's what I think Walker should be using. I wonder though if they actually did a little research. I mean, obviously, this show is like written where Walker, Texas Ranger is damn near like the capabilities of Superman and Superman. But if they did a little like research in what uh, Texas Rangers were carrying at the time. Like in 1993, because yeah, that that's probably what it was. Is is they were using 1911s and so maybe right, um, but police officers today maybe rangers are different, but police officers today use nine millimeter um, firearms as like the standard weapon. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody having a 45, which would be a 1911. Pretty sure that's what he's carrying um, as your, like, standard thing. You might be able to get, like, hey, this is what I want to carry. Please approve it type thing. But I don't think that's a standard carry weapon. Okay. Okay. All right. Any more with that? No, not with the firearms. Um, the We did see our first bolo in all of Texas. And... Walker was wearing it, which is which is a good move, but I am still disappointed in the amount of ties that they have in Texas in general. Like Jimmy should be tra- transitioning to a bolo. 
the senator, there's almost no way that a senator from Texas is wearing a tie instead of a bolo in Texas. Yeah, no, I mean, so in their defense, they were at like a congressman ball when they all had to dress up. But yeah, it's a congressman, not a senator. I apologize. Yeah, so they were at a congressman thing where everybody was all dressed up, but Walker shows up to that thing, bolo tie. Um, we did skip my favorite scene of the whole thing. So when he's at, when Walker is at the house protecting the senator, he hears the crickets go silent. And then mm. when the crickets go silent, he knew something was up. So there was a sniper that's trying to pop the congressman off and he catches him. Um, and the guy has a dragon tattoo. So this, this seems like it's a theme in the show. It's like, if you have some sort of tattoo, it ties you to a gang, which I just think is the fucking stupidest thing in the world. Like, if you're going to do crimes, don't have, like, a thing that says, I'm this criminal on me. I don't know. So, to be fair, so <laughs> I work in, I've worked in prisons and in a prison-type setting. Gang members always have towels or uh, tattoos, I'm sorry. Always do. And in the 90s, tattoos were not like this thing that they are today, right? So your your bank teller did not have tattoos in the 90s. It's not the way shit worked. Yeah, they were a little bit more taboo. Um, yeah. But still, that's like you said, you work in you work in prisons. Like if those are guys that got caught. But we document, we document all the tattoos because gang members will get tattoos. And that's what the Yakuza is, is a, um, is a gang from Japan. Yeah. I just think it's the stupidest fucking thing in the world though. Like I understand that that's happens, but like, it's like writing on your body that I do crime, probably murder. They do that shit. They do that shit. That's like what happens is they, you know, like uh, the the kings get fucking crowns and the uh, God's disciples or whatever get fucking stupid shit, stupid shit. So if you're going to join, if you're going to join a gang, uh, be smarter. Like, don't don't follow the tattoo rules and tell them that the tattoo rules are probably dumb. But anyways, hey, let's 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 be honest. Don't just do anything because other people are fucking doing. Don't join a fucking gang. Here, <laughs> that's a great idea. No, I just say don't get a tattoo if you join a gang. If you feel the need to join a gang, I don't. I'm not here to judge you. I'm. I'll judge you if you put a tattoo of the gang that does violent crimes on you. But hey, anyway, what the fuck, man? These people like <laughs> don't get in a in a place where like if someone else tells you to kill someone <laughs> you're gonna fucking kill them don't kill people killing people's bad <laughs> robbing people's bad selling drugs is probably not ideal especially if you're trying to do it to people who don't want drugs don't don't sell drugs to people who don't want drugs i don't think you do sell drugs to people who don't want drugs. like who who that doesn't want drugs buys drugs so I had this conversation. This is my, that's my attitude as well. Is that like people who are doing drugs are going to do drugs either way. 
And then everybody that I tell that to says, like, actually, I know people that try to fucking get like kids into drugs so that they keep fucking selling. So don't sell drugs to kids. If somebody comes for drugs, you know, whatever. I don't care. They're adults. Don't sell drugs to kids. All right. Well, if you needed to hear that, listen to <laughs> listen to Mike. Um, Pat, there are shitty people. In the world. Like we don't see them as much as like we want. But I shouldn't say we want. We don't see them, right? Especially where we grew up. But there are fucking shitty people in this world, for sure. All right. So Mike's public service announcement: is Yeah, don't sorry. don't kill people and don't do drugs. Else, the Texas Rangers are coming for you. Don't but rape anyway, people either. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. They they like that in the show. Um, but yeah, so Dragon Tattoo, Walker, of course, recognizes it, goes to a karate studio where he's seen this tattoo before, and then is like waiting at the karate studio. And it reminded me of like, you know, when you're playing catch with your buddy at the beach, and then there's like a 10 a year old that like, just like sits down outside and you can tell he wants to play catch with you. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you definitely let that kid start playing catch with you. But anyways, Walker's just like itching to play karate with these guys and figure out this dragon tattoo. Um, he has to wait there. There's a little bit of a montage. So I assume he waited there for hours. And then, then finally they were like, we'll give you a shot. And Walker just, of course, whoops two guys' ass that are in there, finds a guy with the dragon tattoo, and then his old buddy Yoshi shows up. And he was like, Walker, this doesn't concern you. And then I think that's where they cut the shit in the episode. And Yoshi tells him that the congressman is a dirty man doing dirty business in Japan stealing japan artifacts and and walker's like yeah i know that's bad but an eye for an eye is not the way to go you can't do something illegal to get this guy while it's under my watch so he said yoshi if you go for him i'm going for you yep uh i guess like the next thing that happens is they go to this uh congressman's party or gala or whatever the fuck they call it wearing bolo ties only walker wears a fucking bolo tie <laughs> get it fucking right walker texas ranger fix the bolo ties everybody in texas wears a bolo tie even riley <laughs> um, yeah they go there um the yakuza steal the wife right um so Walker and the husband chase, chase the Yakuza down, looking for the wife. Um, Yoshi and Walker get into a, like a rumble. And this is best the only fight guy. Yet. Best fight yet. This is the only guy that can really oh, yeah. piece Walker up at all. Right? He's the only one who can get hands on him, even a little bit. Yeah, he gave him a good old two-piece. Knocked yeah. him down. He yeah. knocked him into a crater, too. Yeah, broke his, broke him over a crate. Congressman comes in holding a, a gun, puts it on Walker. He's going to kill Walker and the and Yoshi. Um, once the fight kind of got 
like almost settled, right? So they were just fighting, and then Congressman comes in. He's going to kill Walker. Right as he's pulling the trigger, Yoshi jumps in front of that shit and fucking saves Walker's life. Walker beats the shit out of the fucking Congressman, and all is good. Yeah. And then next scene, uh, we're we're going to the hospital to check on Yoshi. He's in he's in custody. Um, there's supposed to be a, a policeman watching him, but the policeman's out flirting with a, a nurse. And Walker's like, "You're not watching Yoshi," and he was like, "He's shot. He's in a bed. He's like, he's not going anywhere." And Walker's the doctor like, said he was basically dead. Right, that like he's not getting away, no chance. Yeah, but sure as shit, they go in to check on Yoshi. Yoshi's gone. The bed's made perfectly. Hospital corners is folded. Yep. <laughs> Only thing that's left is some origami, which was at the bar at the beginning of the episode too. So, yeah, um, foreshadowing there that we forgot to mention. Riley, you got anything to add to? these your no critiques? i think you guys uh hit everything i think this was the best uh episode so far i just thought it was unbelievably random like this this storyline that popped up but obviously it sets up next season but they did an awful job first three episodes like it just seems super random to bring in the japanese mob but i I think you're going to be sorely disappointed if you expect this show to have a flow and like, I'm yeah. like, they used to make I've, TV back in the nineties. Like, so you could tune into like any episode and you didn't really need to, like, you didn't need to watch the one before. Unless it said to be, unless it said to be continued. So like the first episode that we watched, it was a two can be continued. That and then the second that episode followed off of it, but like I don't overly. Re- oh, the third one's the one where the green belt guy's in it. Um, but you could watch that green belt episode without watching the first two. Yeah, if if that wow. makes any sense. More yeah. than likely, okay. every time they want, they mention the green belt guy. If like he's like a recurring character in the next season, it's. They're gonna bring up why Walker's making fun of him in every episode. Yeah, and I don't remember. I, I've, like I said, I, I use it as background noise sometimes, but I don't remember if that guy's in it. But, but yes, so that will conclude episode thirty-six of Banging on the Drum. I do apologize. Wait, oh wait, Mike's got stuff. So I do. I do have like one more thing. Um, if you watch it and you get a BarkBox um, commercial, you can definitely do that shit yourself, right? You can make that commercial, put out something significantly better. Their fucking BarkBox commercials are terrible. Yeah, and I, Mike, Mike must be getting like a different demographic than me because I get all Carvana and Mike apparently gets all BarkBox. So I got the Carvana one. Susan for so Susan from Carvana is a fucking excellent, an excellent <laughs> employee. She's always checking up on the lady that bought the car. She's really good. However, we got some Bark Bacos ones too that were just not good. I yeah, I, and yeah, I can't even remember the the Bark Box ones. I, I'll pay attention 
to it more. I'm a commercial guy. I, I don't mind commercials as much as a lot of people, even yeah. though sometimes it's annoying. Yeah, they're tough to deal with now that I've not had commercials for a very long time. Yeah, but if you're watching Walker, Texas Ranger, and you get some commercials, it just takes you back. It takes you back in time. Maybe you should invest in an old TV, too, like a, a yeah. box. A box like a TV. tube TV. Huh? Yeah, tube TV. All right. Does anybody have anything? Uh, so I think uh, we wanted to bring up uh, Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah. Riley's Riley's TMZ oh. corner. Zach Wilson, tag yeah, mom's got... friend. So we got some drama again, and I'm loving this. So Zach Wilson and his girlfriend, they, I mean, recently dated his most recent girlfriend. While they were dating, Zach Wilson got with one of his mom's friends and then that broke him up. And then I don't know how it got brought up, but she commented on some Instagram picture saying like it was true. And then his first um, post since then is like, just got back on social media. Did I miss it? Anything? And like, even the Jets team accounts are tweeting like hints at that his friends are. And he's, it's, it's just so entertaining. I think it's what the Jets needed. Yeah, the spark the Jets needed. I, I don't know. I'm exactly. I don't like it's funny, but I'm surprised that like the positive, like such like a positive response that he's getting. Has it came out like who his mom's friend was yet? Because I was gonna say, I, like anytime you see the story, been- it's just there's been pictures of him in like Florida or somewhere vacation spot with like older ladies. Okay. So it's probably one of them. Cause yeah, everything I've seen and I haven't dug into it too much, but it's just like a picture of him and his mom, I think. So it's never like, and this is all from, this is all from like a, like two podcasts I listened to and kind of, seeing stuff on social media so i I mean i don't know if i I haven't seen the pictures but i've heard there's pictures it's fairly well covered i'm pretty sure everybody listening at this point has heard that zach wilson nailed one of his mom's friends and the world is giving him high fives and stuff like that so i'm gonna throw out a bit of a spicy meatball here i'm disappointed in zach wilson right so his mom's friend is probably like minimum like 45. He's a super athlete in his 20s. Like, I don't get it. You could probably date whoever you want. I don't understand why. Like, now to be fair, like his mom's friends might be like just an absolute like peace, right? <laughs> and like, good for you. Like, and it might be the whole goal of everything that he wants, but he can date anyone on the planet. Yeah. Pretty damn close. I don't know. I think some people have a thing for that though. It's like, yep. Yeah. If he's got a thing for that, but like, I'm not like, I'm not like proud of him because he can date his mom's friend from fucking bum fuck Utah. Like, I don't know. I'm curious if it's more of a story. 
Corey just because like how he looks like such a I, I don't know little bitch I guess for lack of a better term <laughs> like like he just looks like the guy that you that's really good but you wouldn't really like him if if that makes sense I don't know that's that's kind of yeah. the vibe he gives me but I'm also curious like because if this shit went down like while he was at BYU like he would not not be playing football for BYU. You guys remember when Fredette and the it wasn't Fredette, it was the other guy, right? Yeah, the the other, but like, like the Scott. second best, yeah, yeah, the second best player on the team gets. So I mean, apparently he's not Mormon. Because I'm pretty sure they don't they don't let that happen. So he, but I, he might be Mormon. I mean, to go to BYU, you're almost assuredly Mormon. Right, I, I don't. I don't know if that's true. Like, I think you have to follow. Like, I don't think you have to be Mormon, but I think you do have to follow like the Mormon yeah. rules. But I, I don't know that for a fact either. But I'm pretty sure the guy that we were talking about before, I can't remember his name on the basketball team, wasn't Mormon. He just got like a scholarship to BYU. Okay, like you got to follow these rules. Like, and he didn't, and then they booted him off the team. Um, I don't know if you're like the number two pick in the NFL draft. If you get booted, like if Fredette gets caught having sex, do they kick him off the team? Probably. I think if it goes public, because it's like a black eye to the university. Man, in Utah, they're weird, dude. They you're they not will, wrong. <laughs> they you're, will. Yeah, you're not wrong. They will get um, rid of you. So yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Or maybe he's just a shitty Mormon. Like there are shitty Catholics and shitty Protestants. Like everybody has the rule that you're you don't have sex before marriage. That's in every fucking religion on every or at least every Christian religion. Like you're not doing that. So like maybe he's just not a good Mormon. That's a real possibility too. Yeah. And I'm pretty naive to like what Mormonism is because I know you can be Catholic. And like, all you got to do is like apologize for like what you did, and then you're you're good again. But from my little understanding of like the Mormon Church, is I feel like it's stricter. Like I feel like in that religion, you could get like banned. But like I said, I have no clue. Maybe it's the same as the Catholic Church is like you got to do like ten Hail Marys, and you're you're exonerated. But I murdered a guy. Just do six Hail Marys and you'll be all good. Right? Yep, yep, yep. But yeah. Um, Interesting story. Me personally, I'm a little disappointed. Like, so Tom Brady, what he did with the fact that he was a super athlete and like good looking was decided to date a supermodel. Right? One of the people that on the planet we decide is like the best looking ever. A, a literal supermodel that makes more money than he does. He decided to get with that instead of like. I think it might have been the age difference too, though, because I feel like any college do it. If you say your your hot mom wants to hook up with you, you know, it's different when you're 24 year old compared to you know 30 so, year old NFL bat. I get that it I could be. It could be that like. I'm, it's not like a terrible thing. Like, I just think like, 
Yeah. That's not like what super athletes should do. I think, yeah. I think what would crank this thing to the next level is if it's one of his friend's moms, like, um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I, I think there's probably a good possibility that it is like if it's one of his mom's friends, that's the same age as her. Roughly. Then, right. Yeah. And I feel like people generally have kids like when their adult friends have kids like around the same age, not always necessarily true, but a lot of times you're friends with the people that you're at everything with. Right. So like every football game, you're in the same place. Yeah. Because your kids are the same age. So you're like talking to them and you're engaging with them and that kind of stuff. But we'll see yet, yet to come out, but yeah, we thought we would put touch, touch that a little bit. But like I said, that thing's, if you haven't heard about that yet, I don't know. I don't know where you've been. Start following the NFL. If you haven't heard about it yet, just start like engaging in NFL stuff. All right, that's it. That will conclude episode 36. I do kind of apologize for this one. Uh, we This is the second recording of it. So if anything seems a little uh, clunky, it was just hard going over the same topics and flowing into something new because we knew what everybody thought about it already. But whatever, we'll roll through. Hopefully this won't happen again. And and the air came in trying to make this show better. So we are going to keep trying to make this show better, but maybe we'll have to test some stuff out beforehand. Um, even though I did, I did test that system. It just didn't work well. But anyways, thank you for listening. Hopefully we get some of Mark's actual recording, but if we don't, This is kind of a mailing it in because we kind of screwed ourselves. Mike disappeared. Riley, you got anything? Yeah, usually that's his spot. Um, I'll leave his usual spiel for himself. Um, But no, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm excited for Walker, Texas Rangers season two. So stay tuned for that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yep, made it to season two. And all right. So if so, one, download it. Make sure you're subscribing to our uh podcast. And then two, you're gonna need to steal your significant other's phone and then download it on there, play it on silent. That's the that's the key. You gotta play it on silent, download it and play it on silent. It shouldn't cause too big of a rift breakup, divorce, but you can, you can roll through that. That's no big deal. Um, And if you got a computer, play it on there. You can play it on silent, just in the background. You don't even have to know that it's on. Do all those things just so we can get the listens. We like to feel better about ourselves. You know, I'm the 5,000 followers guy that nobody gives a shit if I'm alive (laughs) or dead. So just like, if you do that, I feel better about myself i feel like important or whatever so yep. do it 
And like we said last time, you can do two times the speed. And I found out on Spotify, you can do 3.5 times the speed. Holy so shit. Yeah. I don't know if anybody can understand what's going on at 3.5. No, it's tough. Two, two times ain't bad. but Yeah, two times ain't bad. But thank you again for listening. And all you suckers out there that are down any of our Wisconsin sports, our Brewers, our Bucks, our Packers, our Badgers, you can eat our shorts. Roll the tape. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shorts. Beat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shorts. Eat my shorts.